This is Gray Man Media Content. All right, let's try again. Five, four, three, two. Suck a dick. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite Podcast. I am your host, John Wolf, with my co-host, Devin Gray. That's me, bitches. And today we got a very special episode for you. We've got some surprises, and we're going to unpack all this shit. What are we covering? We're going to be talking about the Freemasons. Wait a second. I've climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Intro. And we're back. Hey, Devin, how are we doing today? It's been a little while. Yeah. I'm throwing milk all over the place. What do you have milk for? It's, can you get that from between your legs? What do you have milk for? It's not milk. It looks like milk. You need some milk. I do. Devin, I have something it's I want you to try. special milk. I don't know. Uh, you're not going to bring me white liquid and just start handing it to me, all right? What it's delicious. <sighs> so we went to this uh, Korean place, right? And instead of giving you mints or anything like that, this is a very authentic Korean restaurant. This is carbonated milk. No, it's not. Okay. It's this non-carbonated soft drink. <laughs> it does say non-carbonated. <laughs> it's the only thing in English on there. I want you to do is pop Suck it. Suck a fucking cock. <laughs> What I want you to do is pop it, and we're going to drink this together. Is this spicy? No. <laughs> if this is spicy, you're eating a death nut. Fair. Okay. Okay. I have them. They're right I there. Know, I know <laughs> you do. I know you do. How do you... I'm a child. <laughs> is this the show? Is this part of the show? <laughs> this is just something. This is special. This is very thought from the mothership. It is, though. You ready? Kampai. You want me to do this so bad, and I'm very concerned. I'm about doing this. it with you. You're in weird shit. Kampai. <laughs> I don't like the word come. Kampai. <laughs> uh, Salut. <laughs> While you're drinking John's special milk, throw it back, bro. Throw it back. Just go for it. Full shot. Full send. There it is. It's chalky. Well, it is goat semen milk. I don't believe that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's like a mango something. I don't know. I thought you would like it. I like the I like the rum you brought better. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So. That's so banana-y. It's so fucking good. It is really good. There's even a more banana-y version of it. Is it called more bananas? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called 99 bananas. I'm playing this drum. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? I guess you drink enough, it don't really matter, huh? Well, I guess so, now that he's uh, out of the bag, um, drug down into the basement today, um, I have an, <laughs> we have a new uh, person tied up down here, probably temporarily, we'll see. Uh, we welcome an anonymous figure, as you hear him talking on the podcast. I don't you know, should we call you Mr. Purple? No, Blue's fine. Blue, Mr. Blue, okay, so okay. we're going very Reservoir Dogs with this one. 
<laughs> Blue is launch colors. Okay. <laughs> um, what well, the fuck is this episode? <laughs> Mr. Blue here is um, a very integral part of our subject for this episode. The, the uh, secret societies. Of the Freemasons. Of the Freemasons. Yes. All right. So first, let's go ahead and just say, what do you think you can tell us about the Freemasons? Just kind of a little bit, a little hint of a touch story before I go into my conspiracy deep well. There's a lot to be told, really. I mean, I can't tell you any super close details, but I can give you about anything else you want. So there is secrets in the secret society. Um, our biggest secret is actually the fact that there is no secrets. Such a government answer. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're just not allowed to see it all. You know? <laughs> okay. At first. That's that's really the gist of the matter. How long, how long have you been? Um, March 27th made 11 years. 11 years. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. I was, uh, one of the first, uh, under 21 to go in the state of Kentucky. Okay. We, uh, we went from 21 to 18 and I joined, I took, uh, what's referred to as a third degree. That's where you actually become a member of the lodge at, on my 19th birthday, actually. Okay. So. Wow. So we're taking them down from the inside. <laughs> He's like, no comment at all. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what um, I know about the Freemasons. Here we go. <laughs> um, the Actually, this is going to be great because there's going to be somebody here to tell to call you on all your bullshit besides uh, me. Other than you, know. yeah, yeah, I, but I, I don't realize that. But I never, this. but I never know, like, <laughs> if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I just call you on your shit. <laughs> I thought about that after the fact. I'm like, am I really bringing on another person to tell me I'm wrong? Like, this isn't helping me at all. <laughs> we'll do it, General John. Okay. You know. yeah, a little bit of lube. I yeah, won't. we'll lube you first. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we know, Devin. <laughs> Hit me with the facts. I don't know. All right. All right. About the facts. Oh, for, first, before we get into the facts, um, I want everybody to make sure you go ahead and check out the Tumblr. Um, as well as the Instagram, because we finally got a piece of fan art. This the is Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. Yes. I didn't know anything about a Tumblr. I didn't. I didn't green light that. I, I've made everything. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so you can check out the Tumblr. We'll also post it to the Brayman <laughs> subreddit. Um, Please put it on the fucking Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> we have actually a piece of fan art now of uh, our little. Guinea pig buddy here. Go fuck yourself. Zip tied to a wall, or by bondage to a wall, I should say, drinking out of a, a hamster water bottle full of uh, whiskey. It's pretty great. It's it's phenomenal. I didn't want it, but now that I have it, I'm glad I do. <laughs> it's great. You know what? We should probably print it on a t-shirt. And you can submit your fan art also to the subreddit. Yes. And it may or may not be featured. It's probably going to be featured. I'm going to let you in on it. A lot of secret. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> it absolutely will be. As well as you can send it anywhere to great. Uh, we'll take some bite social media accounts yeah, as just, well. Just send us stuff. Send us stuff. Let us know. Are you listening, please? <laughs> we need the validation. Are you listening? <laughs> Is there anyone out there? All okay. Right, hit me with the facts. Let's go with the facts. All right. So. Masonic conspiracy theories are conspiracy theories involving the Freemasonry. Hundreds Whoa. of such conspiracy theories have been described since the late 18th century. Whoa. So, pretty much, I guess, since the induction or the creation of it? When, when was the Freemasons actually created? Um, I can't remember exact year, but Lodge Number 1 has been operated, 
in operation continuously uh, since Scotland. Uh, has been in continuous operation since I think I know fourteen something, but I think fourteen thirty two. Ooh, okay. Shit. They are still open. They still have their. They actually have a uh, log books old enough that the members couldn't sign their name. They Shit. was uh, they was actually stonemasons, and they had a certain symbol they would inscribe on their stones to show that that was this you know their work to the foremans, and that was also just how they signed their name, just this emblem. That's fucking wild. And That's dope as shit. <laughs> they can like open their log books and go outside and point up on the building and say, "This guy laid that stone." Fuck. That's <laughs> awesome. pretty cool. That's awesome. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, Scotland, well, me and Devin are actually lords of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Also, by the way, the other one came in, so we can finally frame. Yeah, let's get these bitches framed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll continue here. I just like the shameless plugs, I guess. The plugs of what? <laughs> that were Lords of Kerry? What kind of plug is that? It's a good plug. <sighs> Hit me with the facts, my man. The stress in your voice. Yeah. So usually these theories fall into three distinct categories. Political, mm. usually involving allegations of control of government, particularly in the United States and the United Kingdom. Whoa. Religious usually involving allegations of anti-Christian satanic beliefs and practices, and then cultural, usually involving popular pop entertainment. Can I, can I intervene real quick? Wasn't it original, like, to become a, uh, a member, don't you have to have a belief in a higher power? Uh, you have to have a belief in a, a god of yeah. some sort. We yeah. won't accept atheist on the uh, sheer fact that our whole goal is to make good men better. Um we look at atheists as having no central goal for an afterlife, you know. There's nothing to work towards. Um, there's no temple to build, so to say. Mm -hmm. So we don't believe that they can better themselves or better our cause, really. So I, I'm going to drop a little something. I don't know if you know this about me, but I almost joined. Um, but I found out that you do need to believe. And, of course, I'm not atheist. I'm agnostic. I don't, I'm, not, I'm undecided, basically. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, I, I can't lie. You know, I don't right. want to go in there lying like I believe. So. Well, I mean, now, especially now, um, you know, we don't require you to believe in any certain God. Mm -hmm. Just a God and an afterlife, mm -hmm. basically. Gotcha. And um, really, our lodges are open to any religion. If you want to bring your Quran in, do your, you know, oaths on your Quran, go for it. Um, predominantly, because the area we live in, it is... Christian, mm -hmm. but it's not required. Understood. So there's options. There's options. Awesome. Um, here in Louisville, actually, Louisville is uh, kind of the Masonic home of Kentucky. That's where our Grand Lodge is. Hmm. And um, they have brothers that are Muslim, you know, other faiths beside Christian. And to that point, you say the word brothers. That's a big thing with the Freemasons. That predominantly it's a male-only club, right? Uh, in the U.S., yes. Okay. It is strictly male-only in the U.S. Now, overseas, there are some women masons. There's even some lodges that have you know their master as a woman. So would you think it would be plausible, and this is a callback to an earlier episode, do you think it's plausible that somebody of a very wealthy status, <laughs> large amount of power or control, could be in France... As a woman, 
and be inducted into the Freemason Society that way and then come back and live in the United States? Uh, no. Ha! Oh! Get fucking Hey, hold on. I wasn't pushing that necessarily, but okay, so we're talking about Sarah Winchester. All right. Um, She was supposedly part of the Freemason Society because when she built that massive mansion in California, uh, in San Jose, that it... There's one room that's built completely without nails, and that was supposed to symbolize the Freemasons' theology of uh, Solomon's Temple. Right, right. So there's no way she could have done it. Well, I mean, she could have, yeah. In the 1800s. mm, It's doubtful. Okay. It would have been what we refer to as probably, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it would have probably been done under clandestine rules, meaning a non-sanctioned lodge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, women in masonry... You know, us men have run the world for most of the you know world's history as we know it, and really the women in masonry has only come about in about the last fifty years. Mm. So, if there was a woman that was entitled to uh, the secrets, then it would not have been what we would consider to be a legal member, and she would not have been recognized in the United States at all. Now, mm. I don't know if you could say this or not, but. It- are the secrets just like a concrete mixture or something? Like, is this just like, is this like getting blown out of proportion because we're like, look, we don't want to give away our brick well, recipe. The, well, the, the secret is the Himalayan salt. <laughs> you see, originally, the secrets referred to trade secrets. Mm-hmm. The lodge was started as a trade union, and um, you know, it was basically you learn this trade, you got your passwords, you got your handshakes, and it was just like your dues card. And if you wanted to travel, you know, you had to pack your family up and go a thousand miles for whatever reason. Um, you can walk in to the local stonemasons guild and say, "Hey, my name's so and so." Shake a hand, give a word, and you put to work the next day. Simple as that, because it was known at that point that you were a proficient stone layer. Got it. So it's kind of like the unions. Yeah, that's what it started out as. It was, you know. With any skilled labor, there's trade secrets that you don't want just everybody to know. Because then, you know, if you have one person doing a job or you have 100 people doing a job, that one guy's losing money every guy he trains. Mm. And so if you had a bunch of people that knew how to build buildings out of stone, you know, wood's one thing, but stone, you know, we've got stone castles that are thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. It's true, it's true. And so it it was a closely guarded secret, you know. And uh, so that's how the lodge really started. They practice what what's, we refer to as um, operative masonry, which means they're exactly in the field doing work. What we practice now is speculative masonry, which is basically we take their working tools and their history and we apply it symbolically to making ourselves better. So similar to the way that they would have um, been better at masonry in general, using the trade secrets, you try to apply that to your life in general. Everyday life. Got it. We, okay. uh, you so know. It's like a cult. Uh, no. No, it's not like a cult at what? all, John. What? what the? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Okay. Um, but like, uh, like everybody knows our symbol, you know, this, mm-hmm. uh, it's a square and a compass. And he does what he is wearing the ring. That's, that's confirmation. 
right? That's, that's, well, I mean, that just shows that you, you can't get that without being part of a lodge. Well, I mean, you can, but very few go through the trouble of having it tattooed on their chest. Oh, also. shit. Goddamn. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you want to see my dues card? I got it, too. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, these, we wear these not only to show, you know, our other brothers, but, you know, in this day and time, I literally bought this ring for $3 off Wish. What? Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. You can buy it. You can get on Amazon and buy thousands of different rings. Yeah. But it's a matter of if you come up to me and try to talk to me Masonically, and, you know, we have we do have secret handshakes. We have secret words. Uh, we have secret phrases that we work, use with each other. Oh, and that's kind of cool. <laughs> they're almost completely universal. And if you don't know these and you come up and try to talk to me Masonically, I'll know that you're... Not in the lodge, almost instantly. Over. So, Gray Man needs to get some secret handshakes and secret words, Devin. Um, <laughs> not opposed. Oh, um, I, I, I think it's a, a bit convoluted for us. Uh, you know, being these very small <laughs> group of individuals that we are. But look how look how small the Mason started, right? Just saying. I'm not going to compare us <laughs> to centuries old, like. <laughs> Thousands of years from now, people will be worshiping the house of Gray Man. The Gray Man, the Gray Man logo will be chiseled in stone. <laughs> but back to explaining our symbol. It's a square and a compass. This is teach us to square our actions. You know, everybody's heard of a square deal, you know, being on the square. It's a reference to the lodge. You know? Can I bum a square? Well, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's to teach us to try to be right with everybody, to try to do things right. Mm-hmm. And the compass is, you know, of course, a moral compass, a moral guide to be better. I like that aspect. That's a really good... Damn, I heard that right in the mic. I, I really like that aspect of it, and I didn't know that until like I actually talked to you about it, which has kind of made, I think, my research harder in the long run, because it's like, I want to believe that it is just what you say it is. But at the same time, part of me wants to also believe that, you know, there's a massive conspiracy theory and control in government. That's, well, this is his nature. This is, this is something that I try to explain to people. If we was really controlling the government, you know, when, when the pandemic first started, when, one thing that come up actually in my town... We have a very small town, a very small lodge. There was a flyer put up on a light post that had our symbol on it. Of course, it automatically attracts my attention. And the flyer was basically talking about how Masons had started the pandemic. Hello? <laughs> and because we was New World to, Order Theory! Right, Get the fuck out That's here. exactly what it was, New World Order Theory. But the shit was, it was right down a block from our lodge... That we hadn't been in in four months because we couldn't fucking meet because there was a pandemic, you know. So if we started it, why would we be putting our own self out? <laughs> Let me counterpoint. Oh shit! Here he goes. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the show, Devin. No, of course. Um, so the New World Order theory, to be explained, is that many uh, these mainly these theories mainly involve aspects and agencies of United States government and actual events outside of the U.S., such as. The propaganda due to scandal in Italy, the coronavirus, and many more are often used to lead credence to claims 
that the theories of Freemasons, the Illuminati, air quotes, possibility, are the same thing in working in tandem. The Illuminati was a splinter group that came from individuals. From the Freemasons. Mm, yeah. The, not entirely. The Illuminati, what they actually was originally, they, uh, they was a group of individuals that basically did not like secrets. They wanted all, they thought all knowledge should be shared with everybody. Yes. And, you know, it's a great ideal. How they got linked into the lodge, you know, at one point the lodge was enormous. Literally, if you walked down the street, you would see 15 masons in the course of a city block. In Kentucky alone, 50 years ago, we had over 200,000 members. They, at the point where they got involved, they was basically trying to infiltrate the lodge to find out what the secrets were. And so they somehow got mixed in with us, and we all got to be in the same group. And really and truly, they was enemies of the lodge. They was very highly guarded against. So the Illuminati is actually whistleblowers? Technically, yes. Holy shit! What? That's if, wild. That blows my fucking mind, man. <laughs> if you go into the history, the original history, now I don't know what they are now. They're, you know, they're not part of us. We don't, nobody identifies as Illuminati, you know. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I nobody not. would, but. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm Illuminati <laughs> for the West Side Captain. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I know the Grand Lodge members here in, here in uh, Louisville. They don't all live here, but, you know, this is where their lodge is. But, uh, you know, they're just normal guys. I mean, one of them, he li- I met him in a little lodge down in Oneida, Kentucky, out in the middle of nowhere. These guys literally had enough room. They had one room, and that's where we ate dinner and had our meeting both. And we literally had to get up and fold the tables up and sit in folding seats after dinner. That's how big this room was. And I sat next to the guy, <clears throat> ate with him, had no idea who he was. He's just a normal guy. Thought he owned an auto parts store over in western Kentucky somewhere. Real nice guy. Sounds like the beginning into every serial killer story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't like, you know, he's not some super rich guy, you know. And he's Grandmaster Kentucky. I know the incoming Grandmaster. He was a uh, he was a firefighter. I think maybe in Lexington. I don't know. He had, you know, a good-paying job, but he is not no overlord by no means, mm. no ultra-rich. And really, nobody, that's the way it is in every state. You know, we don't have a uh, Grand Lodge here in the U.S., like a U.S. Grand Lodge. We have a lot of little Grand Lodges. You know, every state has their own. Now, over in England, them guys might be doing something, I don't know. Their, their grandmaster just died with the, uh, the Prince of England, Prince... Uh, what just died the other day? Prince William. Oh, okay. shit. Prince William died? Yeah. Fuck. Like a month ago. <clears throat> and he was a grandmaster? He was the grandmaster and had been for like Whoa. 20 years. Let me, let me ask you a question. Um, is there a lot of difference between like state by state or is it pretty? Um, I like to explain it like a giant game of telephone. It's all kind of the same, but it's not really the same at all. Okay. Like it's supposed to be, but just same as, you know, if we're sitting here talking and your buddy over here in the next apartment, they might be talking about the same thing, but it's going to be completely different. Okay. So it's kind of like um, franchises. Uh, somewhat. 
like we all have the same what we call the ritual, which is you know our degree work and everything like that. But uh, there's like three different versions here in Kentucky that you can use, and they're all three the right version, but they're all three slightly different. It'll have the same ideal, but it'll be slightly different. Now, I don't know specifically about you. <clears throat> it's funny that you said ritual, which I'm glad you brought that because it brings me to my next tagline here. Because <clears throat> another set of the theories has to do with Freemasons' religion, particularly that Freemasonry deals with the occult in a whole. Now, and from what you under what you've been saying, Mister Blue, I I think that really <laughs> I does. That's the code name. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me all the way off guard. I was like, what the fuck? I know, I looked you in the eye, too. <laughs> so, as I was saying, Mr. Blue, um, I do recognize that you, ex- from what you're saying, you all accept anybody as long as you have a religious base. As a practitioner of what some people would call the occult myself, I think that it's interesting that that has a combination, but it doesn't take over everything as a whole. Like, these theories have their beginnings in the textile hopes of the Freemasons being part of um, satanic or, in, or originality? Um, as far as being satanic, um, you will see an upside-down five-pointed star in almost every lodge. It is not satanic. I've even seen big old carpeted spots. Actually, uh, Louisville has a very big pentagram. I believe it's Louisville. It's one of these northern lodges. has a very big pentagram in the middle of their floor. Hmm. Oh, and just oh, for my listeners... A pentagram is where the point's down, and a pentacle is where the point faces up. Um, <clears throat> this is not... I say a pentagram, but it ain't actually. It's supposed to be a five-point star inside of a pentagon. Okay. But they often end up in circles because, you know, it looks nice together. It's easy to do. But, um... Right. It's hard to cut a pentagon versus a <laughs> circle. But, uh... Stop signs must be a bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's a but gun. this is a... I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> I was just going to let him go. But <laughs> I know. But uh, this is our what's called the Eastern Star, which is um, kind of a woman's uh, branch. They, so, so I thought there wasn't women in there. Well, they're not... They don't affect the lodge as far as, you know, day-to-day business, stuff like that. But it is a... Uh, They get together, they have meetings. I don't know exactly what they do because you know, I'm not a woman. But You should Illuminati that shit and sneak in. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I've got the tits, I guess. <laughs> so do we all, man. <laughs> that hit too close to home. But basically, they're, they're support for the lodge, and they have their own fundraisers and stuff like that. They do their own charity work. It's just something for the women to do, basically, while we're in our meeting. While the men are doing real shit. Yeah, while, while we're the men are doing conducting business. Um, so the, the Freemasons, they, from what I understand, um, they, they involve themselves in a lot of philanthropy, like uh, charitable events and things like that, trying to help around their communities and things like that. Is that, is that true? Uh, yes. We actually, um, part of our making good men better is uh, through works in your community. You know, we, we always try to strive to help our individual communities. Our ideals is if we all help our communities, we're all helping the world in some way. Sure. Also, um, I'm sure everybody's heard of the Shrine, you know, mm-hmm. the Shriners. Yes. Shriners right. Hospital. <clears throat> the ones so. with the Fez caps. Oh, I thought that was Cozares. 
Uh, it is. Oh, okay. Kozer is a uh, we, and I ain't gonna say we because we ain't in the shrine. But the shrine has different temples. Uh, the one in Lexton is Olika. Uh, the one in Louisville here is Kozer, and there's several others throughout the state. But um, you know they run hospitals for children. Mm-hmm. That is all to be in the shrine. You have to be in the lodge as of right now. Oh, okay. Every Shriner is a Mason. You know, it's you have to be at least a third degree before you can ever join the Shrine. Do you know the purpose of those fest caps? I mean, I'm sure there's some ulterior religious purpose because it's definitely not fashion. <laughs> um, it's there. The Shrine is more oriented towards the Middle East. Mm, that explains it. And, you know, that's why their names are like Olika and Kosair. And they, you know, we have a saying in the shrine called riding the goat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, They ride camels. So, but. uh, Poor camels. Right, right. That's, you know, the fez comes from, comes from this uh, Middle Eastern area. Okay. And that's, you know, their emblem is the scimitar and the crescent moon. Mm-hmm. Plus, fezes look dope. You know what? It takes a real man to rock a fez. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I like to support my gray man media hat, which can be found on our <laughs> <laughs> by, by the time this episode comes out, the website should be up. We'll see. If it is, then, yeah, you'll know where it is. We'll tell you again in the next episode. <laughs> Um, but as, as you're talking about the symbolism, that does bring me to another th- uh, theory point, which would be that symbols, otherwise seeming like ordinary items, such as streets, way streets are laid out, uh, national seals, corporate logos, and like all these other different places that the Masonic has that tie in, like pentagrams built into cities. People have pointed that out for a long time. Do you think it might have something to do with the fact that it just looks good? Well, look at it this way. Have you... What? <laughs> Look at it this way. Okay. All right. Uh, this gray man media here. If y'all had little stickers, with this little guy on it. Yeah, yeah, these stickers here. Right here on the back of my computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd stick them some of the bitches everywhere, wouldn't you? So if you had... <laughs> Whoa, hold up. Hold up. Hold on. So if you, had, if you had about four or five million people doing this... Oh, oh fuck shit. off. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. And, now, and, hold up, hold up. Now, now you're starting to make me think there's some uh, shit going on. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, you and your buddies are sitting around playing out the street to the U.S. Capitol, and you're saying, we can make this how we want. <laughs> and you and all your buddies are all in the lodge. You say, it'd be real cool to sneak a uh, square and compass in here. That'd it's be like pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Hitting Mickey's at Disney World. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm freaked out, man. So, you know. This is where the corporate runs deep in everybody's veins, man. No, it's just it's, a bunch of it's just a subliminal messaging. Together. They're like, you know how sick it'd be if we could just sneak well, this mean, shit in. It really is. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's just a bunch of guys going, "Hey, let's just stick this in here. Nobody ever know." I hate that. I like it. Yeah, I, look, I really hate that. I love it. If you think about it, we would be doing that. Yeah, just like you said, if we had stickers, we'd, uh, they'd be everywhere. I mean, kind of like when we were doing the geocache. Yeah. 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 So you know, if there was a few million of you and you all were running pretty well everything, what would you be doing? <laughs> whoa, wait, 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 back up and say, what did you say? Running what? Everything. No, oh, 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 oh. What are we doing? We're building an empire, Devin. <laughs> um, 
you know, you know, look, even 200 years ago when they was building Washington, D.C., they couldn't see it from there. They was just planning it out. So they literally thought, nobody's ever going to know this. Let's just be our little secret right And here. in D.C., there is, in the street layout, with well, the p- fucking, look, the yeah. pentagram. Yeah. Or the, or the Pentagon. The fucking, what the fuck? Yeah. They didn't need to choose that design. But they did, and that's why is a that lot some of shit? that's is part that of the, shit? That's, see, no? that's part of the Not Illuminati conspiracy. That's part of the Illuminati conspiracy theory because apparently the Illuminati built that into the street pattern because it generates more power. Because that right in the center of it is Shut a fucking the f- White House, and the White House Shut is the, the center up. of the world's power. And being the center of the world's power, how can you generate anything more or less than fucking total chaos and all hail Satan right there what? from the center of the United States Capitol? All right. Okay, that might have been the case maybe 250, 300 years ago. They might have been thinking about that. I would doubt it. They were scared to death of going to hell. But now, <laughs> not, no. Our guys are nowhere near that organized. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a hard time with a fish fry with the local fire department. <laughs> it takes a true man to admit shit like that. That's facts. You know. That's facts. So the Freemasonry is technically its own religion then. Uh, no, we do not claim to be a religion. There is no worship. There is nothing like that. So that's debunking another theory, which is that the Freemasonry is its own religion. It requires a belief in a unique Masonic God. And that belief is that this Masonic God is contrary to the teachings of various mainstream religions, although usually noted in terms of being specifically contrary to Christianity and Christian belief. No. A majority Christian. <laughs> I mean, it is just because Christianity runs the world. I yeah. mean, that's what it is. But, like I said before, we welcome any religion. What we refer to as God. Now, you may call God, you know, the Christian God. Uh, you may call him Allah. You may call him whatever. We don't really care. We refer to him in the lodge as the grand architect of the universe. And that is basically that's a... fucking uh, heavy. <laughs> that's a... We're builders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we... The guy that gives out the commands has to be, you know, the grand architect. Um, that basically encompasses anything you might call God. You know, it's, it's whatever you want to call God. I have a feeling that the majority of conspiracies is more latched to the fact that there is a group of individuals that have a secret... And so the people who are outside of that secret, their imagination runs wild. Right. I yeah. can contest to that. But there is the other pejorative, which I think in our earlier talks before I brought you on the show, you explained that there is a separatist group of the Masonic Homes, which, oh. well, not the Masonic Homes, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but there is a separatist group of the Masonry, which is that there is a whole group that is black. Like, they're, um, they're, they're racially separated. Still. That, yes and no. We are, as younger guys come in, as things change, you know, 100 years ago, every white man was racist. 99.9% of them. Sure. That's just all there are to it. And it's really just a matter of time working its, you know, working its way out, just like anything else. You know, we get to see it in our culture here today, racism slowly being worked out. And within the lodge, you know, it's the same thing. You know, we're slowly working out. Um, there is another group that is, I ain't going to say Blue Lodge, which is what you would formally call the Freemasons. I ain't going to say that it is strictly white. I know some uh, some Hispanic members. Um, other places in the country, 
they co-mingle any race. Like I said, here in Louisville now, we have some Muslim brothers. Um, but up until a few years ago, our requirement for entering was freeborn, male, freeborn, and of lawful age, which for some reason, it, I think personally, it was supposed to be male, not born into slavery, and of lawful age, which would have mm. been 21. Which would have been like 150-something years ago or 200 years ago, 400 years ago. Right. That they would have been right. carrying this on from the 18th century. And, you know, a man born into slavery, we look at it as he's always got some kind of... He can't fully communicate with the race that put him into slavery. Sure. So that's why I believe they've done that. But they but, do have, but they are accepted as part of the Freemason. You can see him and say, call him a brother still, right? Um, it's slowly changing. Right now, I think there's only two states left. Kentucky just changed about three, four years ago, maybe. Wow. Yeah, yes, it is very, it's a very progressive ideal. Actually, the way it works now, we accept them. They can attend our meetings. We can attend their meetings. But they can't. In masonry, like if I wanted to join another lodge besides my lodge, I can join a hundred different lodges. I just got to pay dues. At the moment, they can't join our lodge. We can't join their lodge. I think it has something to do with the money. I don't know. And then you did mention it is it is crazy. And I know we're not trying to like. We're, we're, obviously, none of us here are separatists or segregating. Nothing like that. We all hello. Uh, hello. We're all open to all races, creeds, colors, and religions and views and points of view. That's how Gray right. Man operates. Now, I will say that you did say that their lodges that you have been to actually use. I mean, if I'm not mistaken in quoting you, that they are much more. Wealthy or um, better uh, put together. You, you said that they were do, they're usually a lot better than some of the lodges that you're a part of. Well, I've never been to one, actually, because I can't get them to talk to me. Um, it's kind of described they don't want us any more than we want them. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a bull. But I have Reacted. actually... <laughs> I mean, that was what was told to me. Honestly. Right, okay. You know, I can't... I Let the, the grand- man speak, damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I called their Grand Lodge here in Louisville, and literally the guy said, I don't know what to tell you, and hung up on me. Okay. I don't know. It's not my problem. I tried. But, uh, you know, I think we should all be together. And kudos to Mr. Blue for reaching the handout, for real. But, this uh, is tripping me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, uh, you know, their dues, supposedly, from what I've heard, are a whole lot higher. Ours range anywhere, depending on where you're at, from about... 60 to $120 a year, it, you know, it depends on the lodge. Well, that's not bad. No. That's a lot of money. What the fuck are you the talking fuck about? What are you talking about? You're broke. That's a I year. know. That's a year, John. Not yeah, a month, a year. A year. Uh, that's like when you pay for Xbox Live. Fuck. Right? I'm part of the Xbox Live community. I start, you know, you, you've got Xbox Live. I'm in a secret society, you know. Xbox Live can be a secret society. Maybe, maybe spend your money more wisely, John. <laughs> We're working on ruling the world here. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> We're spending our dollars all wrong, John. Shit! Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> but uh, their lodges, from what I've heard, are somewhere right around a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a year. Do you think that's probably because? Because they're, I would imagine, they're newer lodges. Uh, 
No, Prince Hall has been around in the U.S. since the 1800s. Oh, okay. But wow. they uh, they do it to attract the wealth. You know, not just common man. Hell, if it was $1,500 for me to go lodge a year, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just count me out, boys, because uh, I ain't got that kind of money. Right. But they do it to attract the wealthier individuals in their neighborhoods and... What I've told, you know, I've literally wore what I've got on right now, this Hawaiian Miami Vice shirt and these jeans to lodge. Which also, that, that shirt's fucking balling as fuck. I love that shirt. Come from Walmart. <laughs> yeah, Walmart. The Illuminati shop at Walmart. <laughs> Wait, the Illuminati run Walmart? Is that what I just heard? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> See, he confirms it. Mr. Blue confirms it. But, um, they, uh... They, according to what I've been told by my higher-up officers when I was trying to get a, get a hold of them, they actually have to wear a suit and tie they, uh, or a tux. Wow. And white gloves. Mm. They are very, uh, they are very big into their ritual and their business, and they take it very seriously. Sure. <clears throat> I'm not against the, um... Can you get a fucking grip, sir? Dude, you're running out of shelf space, okay? It's not my fault. It's not meant for you to put things on. It's meant for the random shit that I got. Well, you know. There's an entire fucking table. It's not my fault your laptop is the size of a desktop. I got a big desktop. (laughs) You like the size of my deck, Devin? Do you have any more uh, <clears throat> talking points for I do, us? I do, I do. Why don't you hit us with some of those? Okay, so... Fucking jackass. <laughs> love you, too. <laughs> so we covered the religion. We covered the pol- a little bit of the politics. We covered a little bit of the secret um, symbolism. Um, now I'd like to go over a quick paragraph, and then I want you to explain the Masonic point of view. Um, that the 33rd degree of the Scottish Rite is more than an honorary degree, coupled with the belief that... Most Freemasons are unaware of hidden or secretive, secretive ruling bodies within their own organization that actually govern them, and then henceforth conduct occult ritual or control of various positions in government power. Um, as far as um, secret bodies that govern us, we have a meeting once a year here in Louisville. Um, it's our Grand Lodge meeting where we all get to come, we all get to say what we want in the Constitution, we all get to say, you know... The Constitution of the United States. No, no, the Constitution of the Lodge. Oh, so (laughs) you have your own Constitution. Uh, Well, I mean, it's more like a rule book that's about two inches thick that we're expecting to know that nobody ever even looks at. (laughs) God dang (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) They told us... uh, Most people don't know the first five amendments of the Constitution, (laughs) much less two inches thick. They uh, they told us to read one page of the Constitution every meeting this year. So far, we're uh, just past the table of contents. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> we had six meetings. <laughs> Holy shit, man! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right, right. Um, the big thing in lodge. All right. Let me explain the degrees. We have thirty-three degrees in lodge. Oh, Scott, that's the Scottish right, right? Well. It's either Scottish Rite or York Rite. There's three major bodies of the Lodge. You have Blue Lodge, which is just plain Jane Blue Lodge. Then you have the York Rite and Scottish Rite. And in the York Rite and Scottish Rite, you have your other degrees. 
Blue Lodge covers one to three. And that teaches you your three handshakes, your three passwords. You can travel, what we call travel at that point. Meaning, I can enter any lodge on the face of this planet. Because they're all three the same passwords, all three the same handshakes. What about the hollow earth part? Well, I don't know exactly where that lodge is, John. <laughs> but if there's one there... If I there's a way, be, you can build it, bro. <laughs> I should be able to get into there if there's one there. But, um... <laughs> Fucking right. hate you. And these, uh, these three degrees basically explain the tragedy, we'll call it, of uh, Grandmaster Hiram Abiff in the building of King Solomon's Temple, which can be found in the Bible. You can read all about it. Um, if you're smart enough to figure out the ones they are, our passwords are actually even in there. Passwords are in the... Whoa. You were losing it. I <laughs> know. The passwords are in the Bible? Uh, yeah, if you're smart enough to figure out which words they are. Can you tell In the us? King James Bible? Yeah. All right. Can... Can, can you give us one word? No. Fuck. <laughs> of course not. They wouldn't be secret passwords. You're fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, can you tell us a verse and phrase and we'll just read the whole damn thing? Uh, No, I can't because I don't know it. The, it, thou, shalt, not, It's come. none of those. <laughs> I thought you were going to You cannot pass. <laughs> you, you shall not pass. You're going to Gandalf it. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to read the story, you know, the legend of King, of King Solomon's Temple, mm -hmm. you will find them in there eventually. Okay, so we If you're smart that. enough to recognize. Yeah, you just. Yeah, but you, you have to know. Like, you got to piece I mean, it together. There's literally 14 names, 14 different guys in there that could all easily be a secret password. They don't make any sense. That's that's great. That's all I needed to know. So now we right. have something to decode. All right. Yeah, you you're, you're. you get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do the heavy lifting on that one. Okay. But um, so your first three degrees. I might come out of this religious. They get in the door, <laughs> and then from my that's as far as I've ever went. As far as I care to go, at the moment. You know, I might later on. All right. So from four to thirty-two. Those are all, you can choose York Rite or Scottish Rite. My understanding is one covers one thing, one covers the other thing. One of them, I don't know which one for sure, uh, supposedly reveals the true name of God as one of their um, passwords, you know. And, you know, you being studied somewhat in the occult, Yahweh. you know. Uh, no. Um, I mean, I know it. But that's not it. <laughs> Jesus. No. That's, that's the name of your Mexican French. <laughs> that's the name of the waiter down the road. But, um... Janaqua. No. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. You literally do this all day, John. <laughs> but, uh... I probably got it right and he just said no anyway. <laughs> I will assure societies. you, for the record, John did not get it right. <laughs> At all. <laughs> None of them. Um, but it takes three months to do your three degrees. It's mandatory, and it will take you three months at least. It's a long time when you're only doing one meeting a month. <clears throat> Even if you do two, it takes three months. You're lucky to do it in two. Um, you're lucky to do it in three months because we literally have to memorize like three pages a piece. 
And then the third degree is like six pages long that has to be memorized. You have to recite it in front of the lodge by memory. So it's a play. Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Our ritual. Our yeah. ritual is technically a play. But... Is it very... Now, I know this is a little offhanded, but is it very similar to the way the um, Wiccans do their ritual and rite? Because uh, they use those same symbolo- symbology, and they use a lot... Of the Wiccans, have, which was created in the 1950s, by the way, not in the 1800s, so this is obviously older. But <clears throat> the Wiccans do a lot of neo-Christian type rites, rituals, well, and practices by using memorized... Um, it's, uh, it's actually funny you bring up Wicca today, of all days, mm-hmm. because today uh, no. um, is actually the day that Gerald Gardner was raised to be a third-degree Master Mason. And Who? Gerald Gardner. He is the man that pretty much gave uh, life to the modern Wiccan religion. Okay. Uh, right next to Savina Fox. Right. Yes. Um, he he branded what was called Gardenian Wicca. Okay. Gar- or Gardena or Gardenarian. A lot of people just say Gardenarian. Say yeah, it's Gardenarian. Um, it which is basically a form of practice of the Wicca belief in which that you um, you use horticulture, herbology, and spirituality to create better self and better um, energy projections upon others and everything else around you. It's a form of magic that has to do a lot with energy base. And he actually took some of his Masonic ideals, because he was raised as a Mason some 20 years before, um, to help influence his Wiccan mm-hmm. ideals. And I knew we were close, but I didn't know this was the date either. This is the day. I actually seen it on one of my Masonic pages today. That's like, awesome. How about that? And, and, and uh, also, if you wanted to know more about this stuff too, uh, look up Sylvina Fox. She's the one who fought for actually making Wicca a recognized government religion. Yeah. If you recognize yourself as Wiccan, you can actually take off for holidays. You can actually get um, right. all the um, special things that everybody that's Christian gets. You know right. I mean? You get all that stuff recognized by the government. Jen. Yeah. It takes three months, at least three months, to do your first three degrees. That's set down in stone. That's how long it will take you. Um, fourth through the 32nd, are kind of treated as, um, I don't know how to put this, uh, you're basically paying extra dues, the way I look at it. <laughs> you go in, you pay your dues, well, they, do, so great. <laughs> they do it all in one day, literally 4 through 32 in one day. That's it. One and done. That's a lot of numbers. In and out the door. Well, that's, they're all just, it's basically reading parts, and you're told the story, and that's about it anymore. Now, they used to be a lot more complicated, but... In today's world, we just can't afford all that time to, you know, nobody wants to spend two years trying to do this. Now, in ever in the history of the Masonic home, whether you, as a non-disclosed individual, can say yay or nay, have y'all ever done ritual sacrifice? No. On anything? No. Nothing? Nothing. No parts or members ever? Nope. In the history of? It's not in our books. Okay. It's not something we do. We don't sacrifice anything except time, money, you know, stuff like that. Okay. And that's all put doing good works for the lodge. We don't have any animals in the lodge, you know, riding the goat. um, (coughs) It's a euphemism for one of the rituals because it can get a little rough in some parts. So, wait, uh, so so you're saying that... um 
in order to save time because like you said nobody wants to spend two years to go from your three to go from four to 32 yes it's literally just paying for it it's you you can choose either or you can go into the Scottish right you can go into the York right either one uh-huh. will get you to 32 they have slightly different rituals I don't know the determining factor. Like I said, it, it don't interest me at the moment. So it's like paying for levels on Fortnite? Uh, it's pay to win. It's pay to win. Yeah, I guess. How but, do you get to 33, though? Well, 33. How much uh, money do you need to get to Grandmaster? <laughs> really, in the lodge, we explain it. Our Grandmaster right now is a third degree. All you have to be to be in the lodge is a third degree. That's all you have to do. That's it. And you can go anywhere you want in the lodge at a third degree. That's, we say you will never be no more of a mason than you are right now. That's one of the first things that said to you as soon as you take your third degree. Because for us in the lodge, that's the highest rank you can get. That is master builder. Now, the other degrees, they're, they're part of what we call appendage bodies. They're not actually part of the lodge. They're separate lodge ideals that come from separate places that um, we kind of drug in together. You know, the Scottish rites, they come from Scotland. York rites come from England. Mm -hmm. And those are things that kind of grew up on their own that become Masonic canon. And so now we're all just lumped together now. It's canon, Devin. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, except for what he's talking about is actually canon. He's using the word correctly. Now, as far as 33rd, that is, um, it is actually a sort of honorary title as far as Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kentucky, they have to come to you, Grand Lodge has to come to you and ask you if you would like to be a 33rd. And then you say yes. There are some other requirements such as um, <clears throat> like time spent in service of the lodge, you know, community service, we'll say, or there is large monetary donations you can be, you know, you can make. But really and truly, besides saying that's the rich guy in the lodge, you don't get any benefits from it. So there's not more. There's not more to learn past three. Not, I mean, there is, Yeah. you know, depending on which, uh, which right you go into, there's different things that they learn, you know, different passwords. They have their own passwords and stuff like that. But like setting, uh, setting in the, you know, in Blue Lodge, just setting in our lodge, if the Scottish right walk in the door, we're not like, oh, there's, oh, holier than thou, you know, <laughs> bow down at their feet. We're like, hey, there's some empty seats y'all want to sit in them. You know, it's, it's not... It's not anything more. The Blue Lodge, we all try to keep... One of our working tools is the level. And, you know, it's a Masonic tool. The level. And we always try... One of our our Grandmaster's biggest things is to stay on the level with your brothers. Never think you're better than they are. Never think, you know, you're less than any of them. Inside that lodge... It's a good tool for management, too. We're all... On the level. There's nobody, you know, you ain't got to kiss anybody's ass there. So, actually, I, I had a, a question. Do you, so there's, obviously, there's, I've seen numerous um, 
buildings. I don't know if they're lodges. I don't really know anything about this. Um, like there's one in J town, um, where it's, it says, I think it says it's a lodge, uh, for the Freemasons. But is that like an example? Are, are there multiple ones in Louisville? Um, there can be, especially in big metro areas like this. Sure. I don't know how many uh, Louisville has. I know in my area, um, our lodges are right at probably four miles apart. Um, you'll see our lodges always marked with square and compass. If they're blue lodge, it'll be marked with F and AM, which stands for Free and Accepted Masons. Um, okay. Prince Hall will be marked with marked with a PHA, which is Prince Hall Affiliated Lodges. They will always have those markings somewhere on them. Yeah, but, like, who built them? Builders. Fucking. <laughs> Were they Freemasons? I mean, they could have been. So why would a Freemason not have a Freemason build a lodge? Uh, because I don't know how to build a lodge. John. We're speculative Masons. Right, Fuck! They, 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 he's already covered this. We're he's not operative Masons. We're but, speculative But Masons. I do have a question, though, uh, that the reason I brought that up was because I know that there's a fairly large, I don't know if you'd call it compound or campus or whatever, but there's a fairly large Freemason area in the St. Matthews area. Mm. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? No. There's a very large area. It's, I know which one you're talking about. Gated. It's gated. It's a gated, like, community almost. Um, it looks like there's schools inside of there. There's uh, uh, housing. What you're talking about is that's the Masonic Homes. Yes. Okay. It's a, and, it's a yeah. home for elderly. It is. Oh, is that I've what I've been is? in there. Yeah, it's okay. a, it, um, they have their own kitchens. They have their own care staff and everything like that. Okay. Yeah, that's also here. And is that, is that for uh, specifically for elderly Freemasons? Or? Um, that's what it was started out as. Originally here in Louisville, we had a Masonic uh, elder care facility and an orphanage, mm. both. And those was originally, like I said, 50 years ago, Kentucky had 200,000 Masons in it. And, you know, 50 years ago, life was a lot more dangerous. There was orphans. There was widows, things such as that. Those was originally started for the elderly Masons, their widows, their orphans. One of our biggest things, one of our oaths even that we have to take, our hand upon whatever religious book we choose to take, is to take care of our widows and orphans. Uh Because, you know... We feel that our brother's family should be taken care of. That was part of what we originally started yeah, with. that makes sense. Even the operative masons, if, you know, a guy died in stonemaking, he fell off a ladder, he fell off some scaffolding, whatever, they would go and take care of his wife and child afterwards, mm-hmm. hoping maybe the child would follow in his father's footsteps and become a stonemason. And that child would even be given, you know, special care to learn that trade, you know. Something a lot of people don't realize is 200 years ago, a trade was something very hard to get a hold of. It was not, I'm going to go to college, spend a few thousand dollars, and learn a trade. Mm. It was literally, you have to beg somebody to take you on as an apprentice. And if they didn't like you for whatever reason, your dad, you know, made them mad, or your grandfather made them mad, or you was the wrong color, whatever, they didn't have to take you. Mm. And basically, if you couldn't find a trade, you was going to starve to death, and you was going to be a beggar. So... In taking care of the widows and orphans, it made more masons, plus it helped the family. Right, okay. And that kind of ties in with, like, the brotherhood and all mm-hmm. that right. stuff. Right. Okay. But now a lot of the Masonic home individuals just have to do with how much money you got and can you well, afford to stay there. now, because, you know, there's not that many masons left in Kentucky. We're down around about 32,000-ish, I believe. 
Still a decent number. See, well, I, I was going to ask too if if Kentucky had like a comparatively speaking to the other fifty states, if it had a, like a larger concentration or what? Um, not really. No, we're okay. all lodges on a downturn. I think it's because guys my age just really ain't interested. We don't have time for these things. But on a whole, the lodge in the U.S. is on a downturn. Mm. We have dropped significantly over the last fifty years, and. Um, if things don't change in my lifetime, by the time I'm getting my 50 year, 50 year pin, I'll watch the lodge die away. <clears throat> and how many years are you in again? 11. 11 years. We have a guy in our, in our lodge that just got uh, 65 years in. God damn. And he had to go in at 21. He still makes lodge meetings, he still does work in the lodge. So we're now accepting uh, entry fees to. Gray Man Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what you're saying is, is theoretically, in in 50 years time, it, it could die out completely in the U.S. at least. It may. That's it may very well. That's crazy. It's been it's centuries old. And all Times the, change. Yeah, that's Cancel true. Cancel culture, man. You know, I don't think just, it has anything to do with that, sir. It don't. It just. <laughs> it's just a matter of. Times are speeding up and. The lodge is something that you have to sink time into. You have to, you know, we always tell new members you get out what you put in, and guys just don't have don't have time anymore. So what about merging? What about y'all merging the lodge with uh, people like of the? Uh, Trying to think of what that group is. Um, they're like general workers, but they're all you like unionized kind of. Uh, uh, well, you know, now that's not really none of my guys. I'll say, my guys, I'm senior warden in my lodge. I'm second command this year. Whoa. I'll be master next year. Um, none of them are stonemasons. We're, we're not concerned with what each other does. One guy runs a garbage truck. But uh, Millwrights. That's what I was trying to think of. Millwrights. Right. Uh, now, throughout history, there has been certain um, things that come up where the lodge was involved with actual unions, unions working, and they always get construed as being canon for the lodge, but they're not. It's... Now, the lodge is all about a personal journey for the individual. It's it's spiritualism. It really is. Through some way, it's making yourself better. So as far as merging with anybody, the only ones we could really merge with would be the Prince Hall guys because we're basically the same entity. We just mm-hmm. uh, don't quite see eye to eye on some things yet. Here's what I want to propose to you. I'm thinking we do... Like a a Freemason week or a Freemason month, rather. This is clearly not a normal Wolf Takes a Bite show. Uh-huh. I know other people who are supposed Freemasons. I'm sure you do as well. Uh-huh. Well, we no, could, actually. Okay, well, we could. You do. do. You just don't know. Okay. <laughs> that. We could. We could. Um, real quick, is there a secret that you could give us? Um, <laughs> um, I don't really know. Like, uh, I can tell you about anything except the few things I can't tell you about. But I don't know what those are. <laughs> you- Yo, this is awesome. Thanks for coming. No, no, no this, this, yeah, is this is by this far is, one of my, the best episodes I think we've done. This is, see, this is, this isn't a normal wolf takes a bite, but it is a special. And that's why. And also I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The other guy. I know-, you know what we should do? What? Out him? <laughs> 
we should call him when we bring no, him on. Listen, no, no, let's see if the co-word thing happens. We don't need to. No, <laughs> let's see not if the co-word thing. What makes you think they're gonna say it? He'll on know. Air? He will know. Like if a Mason to Mason, right? Like you can tell me if he's a Mason or not just could, by talking to him. I right? could, yeah. Boom. I mean, this is my validator. There um, are certain questions I can ask, and I mean it's simple phrases. That neither one of you all would ever think. Holy shit, dude. I'm just saying. This is, no, we can, no, no, we can no, break no, this up no, in two no, episodes no, with him. Because no, no, it's no, two no, episodes no, no, right now. I'm telling you, this is good. 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 This is good, John. This is good. I'm telling you, this is, this is good, John. This is good. This is going to be good. Hey, Mr. Blue, thanks a lot for coming on. Yes. Uh, I know that we have another episode scheduled later this week. Uh, mm-hmm. but really appreciate your time. Uh, John. It, this has been by far one of the like most... Different things we've ever done on this show, and we're really looking forward to having you back on the air. Absolutely. Look forward to be back. Awesome. So, uh, if you all want to hear more of this, be sure you tune in to the next episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. This has been Wolf Takes a Bite out of the Masonic conspiracy theories of the Freemasons. <laughs> and as always, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. All one word, all one lowercase. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Gray Man Media. You can find us at Gray Man underscore media on most social medias. And please consider donating to our Patreon at Gray Man Media. Uh, that helps all of our shows, including mine. We will be back next week. Actually, we'll be back tomorrow with another <laughs> special what? interview episode what? Uh, of Wolf Takes a Bite. I love you guys. Remember, question everything, and we'll see you on the next one. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na.